The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, in the spirit of good news, our final conversation for today, we look at a South African, of course, who's just received an international accolade, Dr. Nehemia Ladola, who is with the Nelson Mandela University. And he's come out tops in the International Fame Lab Science Communication Competition. Uh, It's been running since 2013. He joins us on the line. Dr. Ladola, good morning to you. Thanks for your time this morning. Morning, Kathy, and good morning to the audience. Oh, lovely to be here. You are a phytochemist, right? Yes. Spelled P H Y T O chemist, the rest of the word, right? Yes. W- w- yes. What do you do? Well, uh, as a phytochemist, my role specifically is in the investigation of the chemistry of plants, uh, particularly those used in the treatment of diabetes locally. It sounds like a very complex and difficult job that you have. Mm, mm. It, it, it can come across as complex, but uh, once you are in it, it is very, uh, you know, you, you, the passion and everything makes it much more easier and enjoyable for you. So tell me a little bit about the work then that you've been able to do over the years as part of your career. Okay, so I, I have uh, studied my PhD uh, at the Nelson Mandela University, um, and my, t- my study focused on looking at two indigenous plants, Sisimpelus capensis and Skyphnosenensi. I think they're commonly known in Isotosa as Umnonono, and in, uh, 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 in Afrikaans, Davachis Vorto. You know, um, so we have worked with them, assessed them, and found that they have activity for type for possible treatments for type two diabetes. Um, so now, currently as a postdoc, I am continuing that work still here at the Nelson Mandela University to test some of the new drugs that we have isolated from these plants to see their potential to possibly go further in um, rat model studies and maybe trials for new, less toxic, safer, uh, and cost-effective, obviously, drugs for the use of diabetes management. Where did that this, this interest begin? Uh, this is an interest in, uh, you know, the chemistry of, of plants. Yeah. So, um, I affectionately tell the story of growing up like most South Africans or uh, people in Africa and all over the world remember the remedies we would grow up with as children. And I have a particular run in with aloe vera and uh, magnesium salt on a Saturday morning. And I guess that's where the wonder began um, of these practices that my grandma seemed to whisper in my mom's ear and she would then uh, execute at home for good health. And so I've always had an affinity to help people. um, And as blood was not something that I could adjust to, I saw uh, phytochemistry as an avenue to contribute towards the wellness of human beings. I suppose in many ways it's about exploring all of the options that can be available to helping us maintain good health and wealth, but also uh, trying to do that at a, as cost-effective a price as possible. Exactly, exactly. You know, um, as we know, the, 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 the phytochemistry or rather the, the pharmacology field um, has come largely from nature. 
So most of our project products that we have are either from nature or derived from products found in nature. So this is just the continuation. But what makes it so unique and novel is that we are doing it with these African systems um, that in many cases we ourselves have contributed in, in, in demonizing. And I guess it's also bringing hope that we have tested science here that has been around for eons, you know, um, and it's just bringing that knowledge to the forefront and having that knowledge be at the forefront of innovating, um, you know, which can lead to job creation, investment, and ultimately also contribute to poverty alleviation on the African continent. It was quite a rigorous process that you were part of. Uh, this is for the International FameLab uh, Science Communication Competition. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Well, FameLab is an international com- competition, as you, as you have said it. Um, we in South Africa compete in regional, so the Eastern Cape would have a regional, the Western Cape, et cetera, et cetera, where um, institutions would host um, these uh, heats. From there, you would win and then be promoted to a semi-final, and then in the final of South Africa, you would be judged on how you communicate your science, on your clarity, your co- your content, and your um, and your charisma. And so, based on that, they select the South African winner, who then goes on to compete nationally um, for the same criteria against other countries. Um, as you've said, it's a year-old uh, project from started in South Africa in 2013. I understand it's from 2005 in the UK with the British Council. Um, And this year we competed against Germany, uh, Czech Czech Republic, Thailand. Um, We also, and and South Africa, obviously, um, and Italy that were competing and vying for this title. I understand that that part of the the criteria of the competition is that uh, you as entrants have to have a presentation, almost like an elevator pitch of sorts, uh, that you present before the judges. And uh, basically, based on what you've been able to say, you can swing their vote. Any particular thing that that you think you said to them that made you stand out from the rest? Um, the judges quite fondly commented about my ability to access storytelling. And I think um, not only accessing storytelling, but also bringing this knowledge, this vast knowledge of how we do it as South Africans um, and tradition, traditional knowledge systems. So I definitely think that through the comments, they have highlighted that my storytelling was something that set me above um, the rest. And you know, as Africans, we're known for our storytelling, you know, first. <laughs> Growing up in an African home, we always would hear stories. So I think that rubbed up off on me, and I've just continued that throughout my journey to emulate those um, um, that charismatic practice that we have. Of course, part of the real importance of the work that you're doing is that as you continue this research, what you discover may lead us to having products on the market that are natural products that can treat diabetes. 
Definitely, definitely. So there's this multi-pronged approach of this research where in the first year it seeks to um, validate and also uh, look at the toxicity and look at the uh, validity of these products, you know, the efficacy, the toxicity and the efficacy of these products. And this can result in possible natural remedies or products at different at regulated concentrations being out there on the market. And in the second year we will be looking into at the chemistry to extract single drugs from the drugs which we in turn then could find ways to produce at cheaper or low cost in the laboratory that are also very effective in the treatment of diabetes and other diseases. Are you looking to expand your research beyond diabetes or you know are you going to just stick with it until you have a really really major breakthrough here? Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, I also started uh, supervising uh, uh, other researchers this year. And so in that, we are also looking at cancer. So they are multi-pronged, and I am open to other partnerships um, um, and collaborations to be able to access different types of illnesses. But um, within our group, we look at diabetes, we look at cancer, we look at uh, HIV, we also look at a, a, a bacterial disease, schistosomiasis. Um, so there, there is a plethora of diseases that we can investigate. I've got a question that's come through for you on the WhatsApp voice note, Dr. Latula. I, I want to take it quickly. Okay. Good morning, Kathy and the SAFM. Um, thank you for inviting uh, that guest with the phytochemistry there. A very interesting study. Uh, I remember there was one similar one that was done in UCT a while back where they worked with the Inyangas and, and the healers of the of the area to try and isolate uh, the active ingredient in the roots and the, the, the various entities that they use as treatments uh, with regards to plants. I just want to check with the, the guest that you've got there that um, in what way do they, um, maybe once they found what the active is, how do they compensate the, the traditional healers or the people of the land so that uh, the indigenous knowledge system from which they have done the investigation from of uh, is able to you know help those guys also gain some financial um, yeah uh, reward of some sort uh, it's yeah, champ raises a very important uh, issue, right? And it's part of it borders on intellectual property around why we know what we know about some of these plants to, to uh-huh. begin with and how that then uh, is acknowledged in the process of, of academic uh, knowledge production. Um, definitely. This is, of course, also a very contentious issue because it has resulted in the breakdown of that collaboration that academics used to have with the community in that the community doesn't trust the academic community as much anymore because there's this notion of coming in and taking away without bringing anything back, right? Um, and I think some of the most uh, poignant stories from South Africa involves the use of rooibos tea and how that community of people, that knowledge is taken from them and is global now, but there has never been any recognition nor compensation 
to those communities, you know. Um, and I think a large part of my work then, um, I'm very passionate about working with the community. Um, several years back, we acquired ethical clearance to work with the community to document um, their traditional medicinal uses. And the idea was to create to create a repository and also to, to create a catalog for them, themselves, the community, and also to publish this information to pre preserve it. But the idea has always been through the ethical process that if there is any um, um, anything that comes from it that it is partially owned by the community themselves. And so I think that is the best way to move forward, to work in collaboration with the community, mm -hmm. as well as that the proceeds from that goes directly to the community themselves. Do you find yourself spending a lot of time with traditional herbalists, traditional healers, uh, as part of the work that, that you're doing? Because I would imagine that, again, that sharing of knowledge um, might also be very helpful. Yes, yes. Um, a large part of my work was based on talking with elderly uh, 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 medicinal practitioners in the colored community of Jobatina, um, where, where we found um, 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 these two plants that were very beneficial. And so it was these conversations with the community, obviously based with the ethics that we had received to, done that, to do that, um, and with their permission, we engaged them and we sat down and we talked about these things. Um, and at the culmination of my PhD, uh, it was COVID-19. So we have never gotten that opportunity to go back to the community to show them this work. But we are hopeful that in the new year, we will be able to procure some funds to be able to continue that engagement with the community, you know, um, um, and to, to show them the good that this work actually, this knowledge that they have actually has well, well, for the greater society. Well, congratulations to you, Dr. Latola. And, and I guess in, in many ways, this award shows the fact that knowledge production in South Africa is not only head and shoulders with the rest of the world, but that it can even stand above in some instances. Yes, indeed, indeed. As I've shown with the two plants that I use, they are, I always say, we might not be able to compete many in cases because of the instrumentation and the infrastructure that we do not have access to here, but we can compete by the way of what nature gives us. The two plants that I worked with are indigenous to Southern Africa. They exclusively grow here. And so it, uh, there are many others. We have about 30,000 species of botanical plants. And there are many others that are indigenous and endemic to us. And so those plants bring that hope that we can still contribute. We have novel resources, you know. Fantastic. Congratulations again, uh, Dr. Latuna, on that award. He's a, a phytochemist and researcher at the Nelson Mandela University. On that note, that's where we are going to bring things to a wrap here on the talking point for today. Tomorrow, uh, we have an OB. I think it's out in the Eastern Cape, in Cape Town. There's an OB out in Cape Town, so I'll be away for the day. Oliver Dixon will be standing in. Um, coming up after midday is the updated noon with Sakina Kamwendo. For now, I'm going to leave you with the book reading.